Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. Today, we are going to be talking about if retirees should have a mortgage in retirement. No. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, tune in next week for what are we going to do? Mm, nothing that simple. Nope. Can't be that easy. I'm sure there's more to it, Josh. So it's not just straight no answer. All right. No. So I'm sure you, being the type of guy you are, you got some statistics, right? I do. So what we're actually looking at today is we've done an article on renting versus owning a home. An article. We've talked about debt. Yeah. Article? Podcast? Podcast. Well, it's in transcript, so it's an article. That's right. We talked about debt. We did. In different types, mortgage being one of those. We'll link all these in the yep. show notes. But today we're looking at a specific group of people who are in a unique situation where debt means a little something different to them. Correct. So today we're really looking at should retirees be carrying this debt? Yep. Is it helpful? Is it a burden? Is there issues? What do we need to look at? And so you're right. You know, as a financial advisor, a lot of times we tell people, you know, the best case scenario is to be debt-free heading into retirement. So that's why my default answer is no. But we'll actually find out there may be situations where it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dig into some numbers. Yes. Because I like numbers. So Who couple, doesn't, though? I mean, right? they're just really fun. These numbers might shock you. Yes. Actually. So according to an article, now some of these articles are a little dated because it's, these are not, this is not always constantly updated. Yes. But they're relatively recent. Yeah. So according to an article from 2019 Mm -hmm. from the Center for Retirement Research by Boston College, and we'll link that in the show notes, in 1990, so way back. Yes. 30. Long time ago. 32 years ago. Yes. 24% of people ages 65 to 79 retired with a mortgage. Okay. So about a quarter. Okay. Quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. Over 80-year-old people in 1990, had 3% had a mortgage, okay? Okay. In 2016, so flash forward, that would be 26 years. Is that math? Check out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 26 years later, it's 46% of people ages 65 to 79 retired with a mortgage. Wow. And 26% of people over 80. Okay. So big, let's break big that down. Changes. So we go for 65 to 79. So- Yep. That one is like those people really entering retirement because, you know, the average retirement is actually 62 here in the U.S., but pretty much 65, you know, Medicare starts. That's kind of like a a point, good measurement, 24%. So it went from 24 to to 46. 46. That's a pretty big jump. Almost doubled. It almost doubled. my math is correct because numbers. So it's like half pretty much. That's yeah, crazy. almost a 50% increase of where it was, and it's almost half of the people that heading into retirement carry a mortgage. Yep. But the crazy one is, so over 80. Yeah. Because if you think about this, all right, so you can either get a 15-year or 30 years, kind of the norm for yep. a mortgage. So let's say you get a 30-year. So if you upgraded, switched, downsized, whatever you want to look at, if you did that at 50, you would be done with your mortgage by 80. Right. So these are people that are carrying probably a newer mortgage through that time frame. And it went from 3% to 26% right. of people over 80. Or, or in other words, a quarter of the people over 80 are carrying a mortgage. So you kind of hit on it, but it depends on, you know, let's talk about how long before some of these retirees plan yeah. to pay off their mortgage, right? Yeah. So it was a different article from 2018 from AARP. Mm-hmm. And they ARP. said, ARP. ARP. they said 
that 20.08% of retirees planned on paying off their mortgage within the next year. Okay. Okay? That's not bad. Well, hold on. I know we like numbers, but you're going two decimal places. I know. <laughs> I know. It's really... 20.08%. It's, it's very accurate. It's very accurate. Keep going. 6.50% okay. of retirees... Also known as six and a half. Exactly. Yes, keep going. <laughs> planned on having their mortgage paid off in one to two years. Okay. 13.77 in three to five. Mm-hmm. 10.71 in six to eight. 32.31, so about a third of retirees said they planned on having their mortgage longer than eight years. Yeah. And here's the kicker, 16.63, very accurate yes. number, oh, yeah. percent of retirees said they might have their mortgage forever. Wow. Or for the rest of their life. That's and then crazy. I guess their estate would sell it, yeah. right? That's kind of how that goes. So the way I look at this is it's really two, two groups of people. Yeah. You have the one that's saying, I'm paying off right away. Yep. Or the group that says, I don't, I don't care, I'm going to have it. Because you, you look at that, it's either 20% say, I'm paying off in that first year. Yep. Or you got, what, 49% saying, forever. I'm possibly, yeah. you know, plus eight years, but yeah, it's going to be down forever. the road, right? Right, right? That's crazy. So the, the question that we must ask ourselves yes, as we're looking at these big numbers of retirees with mm-hmm. mortgages is why? Like, why? Why would a retiree carry a mortgage? Well, there are a couple reasons. So this goes back to the Boston College mm-hmm. article from the Center of Retirement Research. So they actually quoted Harvard Senior Research Associate Jennifer Malinsky. So ah. uh, this is some credible stuff here. This is Harvard and Boston College and AARP. These are real sources. Yeah. So this lady says there are about three. There's more than three, but there are three main reasons mm-hmm. that this these numbers have changed over the years. Number one, people have less aversion to debt today than they did in the past. Okay. And what this can largely be attributed to is in the past, a lot of these retirees prior to this generation, they had lived through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. right? So they saw some terrible financial situations, yep. terrible financial markets, bad economies, and that changed the way that they looked at debt. Well, that's not the case anymore. A lot of the retirees that we have today, they were born either after this or towards the end of it and never really remember anything about yeah. that. So they've really only been in much more favorable economic yeah. situations than the Depression. Number two, mortgage rates. Mortgage rates have fallen dramatically from where they were in recent decades. And even retirees are refinancing at the lower rates, even if they bought their house years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. And we're going to talk about mortgage rates in a second. And number three, housing prices have increased faster than earnings. Over the last handful of decades, by and large, there have been some changes in things like, obviously, global financial crisis, housing bubble. That was yep. a big problem. But in general, housing prices, much faster growth than wages. So in the late 80s or early 90s, the average home was about three times earnings. Okay. Well, in 2019, it was more than four times earnings. So if you do a comparison, that was that's a 33% increase per, per wage, wage, you know, wage neutral, on how much a house would cost versus what you earn. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. So those are a couple of reasons why people are having mortgages. I guess as a quick reminder, though, we should talk about mortgage rates like we just hit on. Yeah. They are – so this is as of – we're doing this on February 4th. 4th. 2022. So as of today, according to my Bloomberg terminal, 30-year fixed national average, 3.8%. Okay. 15-year fixed, a national average, 3.2%. So those are averages as of if you were good to go get a brand new mortgage today, average, pretty decent credit. So you could probably get lower. You Some people get might higher, qualify for higher. So yeah, it really depends on your credit score. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we have a 
whole episode on credit score information if you want to know what yeah. how that works. But if you think about this in general, if you closed on your loan before COVID and haven't refinanced, your rates might be high, a little higher. They could be 4 to 5%. Mm-hmm. If you close on your loan during COVID or refinance, they may even yeah. be quite a bit lower, 2 to 3%. Yeah. I actually talked to a guy who got a 15-year for 1.8%. Oh, wow. That crazy. I uh, that when we were we did a refinance in the end of 2020. Mortgage rates were really low, and we were really glad we did. Looking back historically, mm-hmm. but because rates have shot up since mm-hmm. then, so it was that when you when you look at a bad economic situation, if you have the ability to some, refinance, there's, there are some there are some perks take to advantage that. of it. Yeah. So that is kind of where we are in current mortgage rates, which leads me to more stuff that I like to talk about. Yes. Being, so high level though. Yeah. So we were asking, should they? Yeah. But what yet. you just told me was they do. They do. <laughs> in fact, about half of the people heading into retirement are carrying a mortgage. Right. And part of the reason is housing is costing more, so they're having a larger mortgage, so that's harder or longer to pay off. Rates are low, so maybe they refinance, so they extended that mortgage out by a refinance. You know, because if you had a thirty year and you were twenty years in, and then you do a new thirty year, well, you're making your length, you know, an right. extra ten years because you. So either way, I think we, we know what they're doing, but now we're going to break down kind of the numbers behind the why you should or shouldn't. Yeah. So let's talk some math. Yes. We talked statistics. Now we're going to talk regular math. Okay. It's not statistics. So assuming you have a fixed rate mortgage, which is really what most financial mm-hmm. professionals would recommend. Yes. The, the other option being an ARM adjustable yes. rate mortgage. As opposed A-R-M. to a leg. Yes. Uh, I can't figure out words in my, in my head that fast. I don't know. <laughs> but yes. And so we're going to focus on fixed rate mortgages yes. because it's very easy to do math on. So that means your interest rate is locked in for the entire mm-hmm. life of the loan. It does not float up and down there. So assuming you have a fixed rate mortgage, which we talked about rates just a little bit ago, additional principal payments essentially save you the interest you would be paying on the loan. Yes. So... Essentially, you're earning your interest rate in return. So at today's rates, at 3.8% on a 30-year or 3.2% on a 15-year, those would be roughly your returns for putting money to work on your mortgage in addition to your normal payment, right? So that's one end of things. Now, let's look at the historical performance of markets since 1950. Now, I'm quoting a slide from J.P. Morgan's Guide to the Markets, which is a great resource in general, but... There are a couple buckets that they talk about here. Number one, U.S. stocks yep. since 1950 have returned about 11.5% annualized. Okay. Okay. Bonds mm-hmm. have returned around 5.8% annualized. Yep. Which is weighted heavily to the past history. Well, yeah, because interest rate declining environment is very good, is, is, is a bond increasing yep. price environment, which is good for bond returns. And then they're using a 50 50 portfolio, which is yep. very, very conservative. Yep. In fact, more conservative than most people will actually hold. Even a 50-50 portfolio over that time period averaged a 9% annualized return. Not bad. So those are your bogeys. You range from 58 to 11.5% returns. That is kind of where we're at. That's the baseline. So the math says if you can earn more, more money by investing it than you pay to service your debt and interest, then you should. You should invest it. So the example would be if you're invested in a hypothetical 50-50 portfolio like we just yep. talked about, you can and have historically got around a 9% annual long-term yep. long-term return. Now, that's not every year, but that's over time. So historically, if you have a 4% fixed-rate mortgage, you'd lose out on about a 5% of, pri- of appreciation of your capital right. if you were to pay the more on your us. debt. Yep. Right? So it's the difference. You just subtract those two. So 
That's what the math says. And the math, it really says the same for at any stage in life when it comes to your mortgage. We've hit on this in a couple of different episodes. But yeah, if you're young, you have the ability to pay ahead on your mortgage. And that, that's the same idea. You could invest it or pay ahead. And historically speaking, investing, especially in stocks, mm-hmm. has earned a bigger return than the interest you would have been paying on your mortgage. Now, in the 80s, that would have been a little bit harder sell, right? Because you were paying 14% on a mortgage. And the historical long-term average of stocks is actually not quite 14%. So that actually, if you were to do this episode in 1987, you probably would have a little bit different discussion. Right. And or even if it just gets closer, right? right? Yeah. If interest rates go up and you're instead of a 4% mortgage, right. you're at 6 and you're like, okay, six to nine, that's a 3% difference. You, the closer you get to those two numbers, then the harder it is to just say straight math wins out. You're right. So, Josh. Yes. I think I need to give you a dad joke of the I week. I do. I need a little break from your math and your numbers. It's been pretty exciting. Hear what we got. Here's the joke. What should you do if you're addicted to seaweed? Mm. If you're addicted to seaweed, what should you do? You should see kelp. That's, that's my guess. That's is that answer. it? Yeah. Oh, that's my guess. Or try CBD. CBD? S-E-A. Ah, oh, <laughs> there you go. I don't know. This is just some stuff from Reddit, but it's that, pretty I funny. like it. So that is the dad joke of the week. Have you now ever had kelp? Have you eaten kelp? I've before? eaten seaweed. Seaweed? Yeah. It's the same, right? Yeah, I um, think. It's in a lot of dried, Japanese food. Dried stuff. It's good. Yeah. I like the dried, yeah, dried mm-hmm. stuff. You can, it has, you like can chips. put it in soup and stuff, though, too, but yeah. I really like dried, crispy stuff. It's got a little oil, a little salt. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like a chip, almost. That'd be good for you, right? Think about uh, sushi and stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. So, Josh, this is kind of... You know, a side note. Oh, man. They should print newspapers on that stuff. And you'd eat it. Yeah. Any kind of seaweed or whatever. Well, because then you'd also know current events. Current being the ocean. That's my joke. Current, Josh. Because it's a newspaper. Anyway. So, this is Josh's time to shine. Yes, it is. Because we did a lot of statistics. We did a lot of math. We did a lot Mm -hmm. of numbers. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. am ready to hear... A lot of advice, yeah. culminating with answering the big question. The big question. We're not, which we'll get to, of yes. should you have a mortgage in retirement? Right. So, Josh, gu- guide us through this discussion. Yeah. So, you just gave the, if you were a robot and you had a, you had a formula and a calculation, what would the answer be? And the answer is you take your interest rate versus the rate of return and you say, which one's better? That's where my money should go. All right? So, now I'm going to talk about from a financial advisor perspective is, we're not robots and there's emotion involved and there's other factors. And so what you have to sit down and ask yourself is, you know, if you're a retiree and you say, okay, I'm maybe I'm retiring the next couple of years. Should I be really focusing on getting rid of my mortgage or is it okay? And so here's some of the things we've talked through. One of which, and you hear this a lot is, well, I get some tax deductions for owning Debt. Why would I sell my home? Why would I get? Why would I get rid of my or mortgage? Why I, yeah. Why would I get rid of my mortgage? Because I get my interest I'm not deduction. About right? selling your home. Don't sell your home. So, a couple things about that. One, interest deduction is not a huge. If you look at your tax return, no. In the overall scheme of things, it doesn't really provide a lot of help against your income. The other thing is, most retirees end up taking the standard deduction since they've increased that. Right. Right. So, for a married couple, the deduction's over twenty four thousand now with the increase they do, and so. You know, for a lot of people, once you're retired, your deductions really go down. And so, you know, that, yeah, you may have a mortgage interest reduction, but it may not apply because right. you're taking the standard. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. But maybe you are. 
and then you have the salt tax and all that fun stuff that factor into on where it goes federal versus state and all that fun stuff. Second one, so that's tax consideration. Maybe yep. it does, maybe it doesn't. But I never let taxes decide my investment. I'm aware of taxes, but that should not be the deciding factor in what you make investment decisions on. Right. Then the second one is, all right, how will I feel emotionally in retirement with debt? And there's an article from CNBC, the 2021 article. Ooh, that one's like new. Oh, brand new. They actually recommend in this article paying off debt. Mm-hmm. Or at least advisors in this article recommend paying off debt because of the burden of debt. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. And my first answer, at the very beginning, kind of a joke, you know, was just no, just straight no. Right. And that's not really the answer. But the no aspect of that is should you have mortgage debt? For a lot of retirees, debt is okay when they have income coming in. When they have a job and they're earning income, the debt's manageable because they have this cash flow that they're cash flow positive. Well, in retirement, you're cash flow negative, right? You're, you're pulling money out. Which is part yeah. of retirement. That's yep. okay. But you're taking money out to pay for all your expenses. So food, shelter, all that stuff. But the mortgage piece is a debt or an obligation that you're required to pay every month. And you can't really adjust it. Like you can cut back on food. You can cut back on your travel. You can cut back on your entertainment. But the mortgage is going to be there every month. It's the same. You got to pay it. And so that's really where this emotional benefit comes in is having no debt gives you that sense of freedom that there is no obligation that you choose exactly how much you're spending each month without that set obligation amount coming up. So that's another emotional aspect piece. And it's weird to, to watch that. And I've seen it many times working with retirees that while they're working, man, they'll take just about every risk that they, you know, risk tolerance wise, they're just all in, right? Mm-hmm. And then once that cash flow stops, their ability to even stomach market volatility drastically changes. And you got to be, as an advisor, especially aware of that change that they're going to look at things differently. So you got to reevaluate not only this debt question, but their overall allocation question is, are they still in a spot that's comfortable for them with their new outlook? So that's a big one. And I think to me, that's the biggest factor really for retirees to answer that question is, how do you respond to that obligation? We have some retirees that say, yeah, I'm going to carry that debt. Maybe I have it mostly paid off, but you know what? If I had to, I could write a check and pay that off from my retirement accounts or whatever. I'm just choosing not to for now because I can cover the payments and it's not a big deal, right? Or there's others that just don't have a choice, right? They they have to keep that mortgage. They can't afford to pay it off and they really don't want to move or sell. And so they're just stuck. So they just have to learn to live with it. But that emotional piece matters. Yeah, absolutely. The next, the next one, it follows along in there, but it's the cash flow piece. It's just how does my retirement budget fit? Inflows versus outflows. Yeah, because you know, I may be getting a fixed income. Maybe it's a pension. Maybe it's rental income. Maybe it's Social Security and maybe I have some investments as well, but this fixed retirement income, I have to make all my expenses fit. And this is probably one of your bigger expenses, your mortgage. And so if I can knock that out before then, my cash flow is a lot easier. Right. So those are kind of the big ones to think about. And the other one too is, and this is probably for a lot older retirees, but what kind of estate am I going to leave? How complicated is it going to be? What kind of burden am I putting on someone else to take care of these things. Leaving an asset versus a liability are very different. Yes. Yeah. So those are the things to factor in and consider. You know, the fact that I saw 46% of 80 plus year olds, that 
that was just interesting to me to yeah. think that you know there's you know makes me wonder if they are legacy homes where they don't want to get rid of them because of the family history or they purchased another home and it'll just get sold so they don't maybe they don't care right maybe they're in the spot they said well my kids don't really care about this house they'll just sell it take the difference and be on with that i'll right. just carry the mortgage it's fine i don't know but that was just interesting to me so josh the big question yes should you have a mortgage in retirement so i originally said no and that's that is my default answer unless you have a reason for it whether it's the cash flow issues or situations or the idea that you're doing it for maybe you bought a lake house and again it's it's there it's you, it's more the ongoing expense but you don't really care about that asset being passed on or anything like that in general i i don't think there's a lot of benefit to it but if a client came to me and had a reason and could sleep at night i would be okay with it right yeah so really it's it depends that, I was trying to not In to moderation? say it this time. I Is was trying one? not to say it this time, but really, that's it. That's that really just depends on the situation. You're so predictable. I know. It's good. Well, as always, check out our free gift to you. It's a brief list of eight principles of timeless investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. Check it out. It's a free PDF on our website. So, Josh, how can people help us to grow this podcast? Yeah. Make sure you subscribe. That way you get all of our episodes every Thursday sent directly to you. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions, ideas, thoughts, let us know at hello at theinvesteddads.com. And then if you know somebody who is talking about this or is considering retirement and wanting to know what they should do with their mortgage or debt, share this episode. All right. Well, until next Thursday, have a great week. All right. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.